This is a Praxis podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Praxis podcast called Language and Art from Young Perspectives. This is a part of what the Praxis Teen Advisory Board, sort of the youth wing here at Praxis, has been working on for the previous year. In collaboration with Index Teen Advisory Board and Public's Youth Advisory Board, they've produced a book entitled How Do We Know? Institutional Listening and Young Agency in the Arts. Now, as a part of that book, they've included a glossary that unpacks certain words in the context of the art scene. This is written clearly and concisely so as to easily serve as a tool for whoever might find it useful. But in order to give some more insight into their thought process, we have recorded these conversations between the board members as they reflect on their own trains of thought. In three different pairs, you'll hear conversations about the words collective, hospitality, representation, and two reflections on the word context. Collective is a very broad term, so and we have it both in in uh, art, but also in, in our daily life, so on. And it's it's uh, well something you can include in almost any conversation i think but we we can save that till <laughs> yeah. later um I agree. I, i'm i'm what are you thinking about god yeah i'm thinking about uh, a lot of these terms um for our part more specific um collectiveness um i think it's important to both uh to talk about the terms um, as you can both uh, look at them in um, the art world but I also think one should often think about the art world as um, 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 how can I say it? Um, lengthened version of uh, the rest of society um, I think uh, when we often think about collectiveness we we tend to get this vague uh, type of definition definition that oh yeah I'm Norwegian I feel Norwegian that type of definition yeah but do, uh, do you feel Norwegian I guess that's um difficult uh, a question to answer actually yeah um in one way I feel uh, belonging to uh, the community I'm a part of mm. but on the other hand um. It's difficult because you don't know what you should define a Norwegian or Norway as. Do you do you associate yourself with the culture, or for instance, I I really or do you feel nationalistic in uh, any way? Not not in 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 a like uh, ethnocentric view, but uh, so not. Uh, looking down on other cultures, but yeah. but do you feel like you belong to Norwegian Norwegian culture and then Norwegian collective? Uh, I would I would I guess I would say so. Um, I don't like brown cheese, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if one yeah. can uh, um, say that. Um, but in one way, I think values are is um, central here. That um, if I should answer about Regarding values, for example, mm. cultural values, um, how we treat other people, which ideals 
we um, as a society um, how can I say it um, pushes value, forward which yeah. we which um, ideals we value then I would say I feel Norwegian um, yeah I think um, do you do you like to celebrate uh, the 17th of May for instance uh, yeah that that's a good question I, I must admit maybe I get a little sense of yeah we should be proud of something every 7th of May I do, but um, yeah. So you do you feel proud of Norway? I feel proud of um, what we are so privileged to have, but in, but in one way, I think it we have we have a um, way to go in how we um, are um, being thankful for the society and institutions that we have. Um, I think often we take it for granted. So in one way, then I won't say we value it when we take it for granted. But um, do you ever do you ever feel like we're maybe too privileged? Which is that, since that's that's something I've at least maybe the last last year or so I've been feeling a lot. Since I mean we we have this insane consume. And uh, and a few a few years years ago we were like one of the nations that would represent like climate climate positivity and so on. But lately these last two years we've been really like stamp stamp that as uh, as the bad guy, which I I I'm fully agree to. Uh, so and even though uh, in Oslo people are maybe a little a bit more woke i suppose uh but still majority of norwegian norwegians aren't and like i remember seeing some some article in the news maybe one or two months ago that 1.3 norwegians are like climate uh, deniers and so on so so i I think we're a bit too privileged i actually heard this quote two two or three days ago like which it can be a little cliche or maybe too political Uh, so take it with a pinch of pinch of salt but um you know when you're privileged equality feels like oppression uh is the quote and and it was uh, i heard it on a video um on youtube talking about some uh, leipzig in uh, germany which is uh, almost a secret uh, Amsterdam when it comes to the uh, transport and bikes, you know, that they, and it's how, how like the car community in Leipzig were uh, uh, very concerned and so on and how they were just like yapping about feeling, feeling oppressed when they were still very, um, um, privileged, yeah. Uh, I guess that's a good quote because uh, we often, I guess, I'd um, talk a little negative about the so-called Jante love in uh, Norway. Um, and I guess um, what I what I see about when we talk about equality as an ideal, but also as a goal we want to reach. Um, I think it's important with that term as also the term collectiveness that we 
we got to see the need for redefining those terms. Yeah. Um, like because of, uh, I guess um, for our part, we grow up. Um, we grow up in a really privileged society and a rich one. But if we cannot, if we want, uh, or how can I say it? If we do not able to uh, redefine those terms that we, in one way, uncritical, were learnt throughout our childhood, um, I think a lot of those values, a lot of those um, um, experiences that we um, value in society today won't um, persist. So... Um, but uh, I must ask you back. Um, yeah, okay. When we talk about collectiveness and then sense of belonging, do you feel Norwegian? Well, I've, I've, or at least for for the last last year, maybe I've, um, I've uh, thought very badly about nationalism, yeah. and uh, I mean, I I recognize it uh, as a tool to to uh, create a collective for instance in in Norway uh, after we kind of uh, made our own um, uh, uh, oh constitution yeah constitution thanks uh, uh, you know Ivar Olsen made the uh, went around the country and created Nynorsk uh, <laughs> which which uh, helps uh, create a collective help it creates nationalism which helps create a collective which is good in the when you're in the beginning of a country but 200 years later I don't feel the need for any nationalism and I I because my background is so divided my dad's Bosnian my mother's half Norwegian and half American I've never really felt uh neither neither bosnian nor norwegian nor american for that sake actually <laughs> yeah yeah so so i can't uh, i i relate to to norwegian culture and of course but i just don't feel so norwegian uh and i i enjoy uh the 17th of may i like to love to celebrate it but i doesn't make me feel any joy for Norway, just that I can celebrate with my friends. Um, so, so I, I suppose I feel I feel I belong in Norway, but I don't feel any particular love for the country. I guess what you both um, are try are how can I say it, um, talking into is how smaller communities create. Um, bigger sense of belonging I think that is mm. often forgotten um, that I think um, good functioning or an, an, an ideal um, collective is or a community is uh, in many ways a smaller community where each and one of the members of that community feels that there's a clear space uh, and a clear space place in that community for them um, because I think that's um, sadly pretty um, normal in Norway today that a lot of people feel alienated I would say yeah. um, that you often feel that um, 
you are on one side and the rest of society are on the other. Yeah, so they feel like particularly excluded mm. in some way. Um, do, you feel, do you feel this applies for certain groups of people more than others? Yeah, maybe, maybe in one way. Um, I guess um, it has a lot of uh, not to do with um, childhood and um, which um, socioeconomical background you have. Yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, absolutely that, for example, in Oslo, there's a lot of youth that doesn't feel um, they have a place where they belong. And I think that it's pretty harmful for society that we um, don't uh, use more um, energy to create including communities. Yeah. Um, so it's therefore I also chose to talk about this particular term collectiveness mm. because I think um, uh, a good discussion and a good conversation about uh, this term um, should be the best fundament for discussing the other terms either it's hospitable uh, <laughs> hospitability <laughs> yeah it's a difficult word to pronounce yeah. <laughs> uh, or um yeah, or the other terms, but um, yeah, I I also felt that collective goes beyond the other terms, uh, but that's partially because of my focus on on environment and kind of the future and how we need to to work together as a collective to solve these problems. Um, so. Yeah, and I, but I also see the the art perspective on it. When when we were in when we were in um, Helsinki, mm-hmm. uh, we heard like listened to this. What what was it? Uh, panel panel talk? Uh, yes, something like that. Uh, where they talked a lot about collective and and so on, but yet they use this very complicated language, yeah. which we discussed mm-hmm. later. Um, uh, and how they kind of destroyed the uh, the grander possibility of a collective. Uh, they undermined the team, you could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and if you weren't already like included in that, not society, but mm. but you know people who are already very interested in art and uh, how it how it interacts with public spaces uh, and if you weren't weren't already into that you were kind of immediately or at least partially ex- excluded yeah so, so i yeah collective to create a collective in in most things is important just don't create a harmful collective as uh, as i uh, which i associate with uh, nationalism to some degree because of my experience in in the Balkans and how like uh, the different nations for for instance I have plenty of friends in Croatia who are who which many of many of them are quite nationalistic uh, most of them not in a harmful or a negative way but there are some cases which some cases of it, you know, so, yeah. No, but uh, I really understand what you mean, um, that it's this we and them thinking. Yeah, um, exactly. 
and in one way at I think that could be a keyword also to trying to find a definition of a good and positive community is how you uh, don't feel the need for that we and them definition um, because I actually look at it as a type of self-defense uh, mm. thinking that um, a community obviously lacks uh, more um, belonging points uh, when it uh, choose to use this defensive language and um, way of thinking. So, yeah. but but I want to challenge you, Emil. Um, okay. What do you think is um, the most important um, t- things uh, that a good community should consist of that uh, creates collectiveness? Uh, I think uh, it's very important to recognize uh, your own responsibility in any situation, really, uh, and that you know you in you know we we we, t- we talked about uh, uh, like Norwegian culture and so on, and I Dugnad is very very like centered in in Norwegian culture, uh, and in Dugnad or in in a Dugnad you every everybody has this responsibility. Everybody has to participate, and you know it's a it's a great source of, of, uh, no, collectivity, <laughs> I suppose. Um, my name is Faria, and, and my name is Dugajin. And we are here to talk about hospitality. Uh, in terminology, hospitality is the ability to be generous, show generosity, and include being including yeah including <laughs> yeah that's how we define it and uh, hospitality can be used in many other fields like sport science job theater and and at least art today we have many examples of how art is being used and used it to also has a connection to hospitality. But do you feel like the do you feel like the art world is hospitable now? That there is a lot of hospitality in, say, art organization, art clubs, and you know, just like museums and like artists, like milieus. I feel like it's not enough hospitality in the art field because there are not diversity of people not including the new young ambitious art yeah artists and they're just old people just including old artists as in the art field so it's not enough diversity in different age groups but also in uh, art quality, yeah. And in art quality, it should be diversity. And it starts with hospitality in the big, yeah, cultural or art institutions. So you kind of think of diversity and hospitality as very like 
similar? Is like hospitality a way to create diversity, you think? Yes, I think hospitality has a way of creating diversity, but you have to kind of consider also the artist quality as well, not take that uh, away, just have a balance of, yeah, hospitality and uh, diversity. Yeah, um, I think a lo- uh, the reason we kind of chose hospitality as one of the words we wanted to focus on is that we generally didn't feel that there was that much hospitality in the art world, especially not for young, inexperienced, and also uneducated, uh, like in the sense that we don't have any professional art education, we don't have any like too much knowledge into the art field. And I think that's why we chose the word uh, hospitality because we don't really feel like it's that hospitable. Personally, I moved to Oslo one and a half year one and a half years ago to study, and prax- like Praxis Teen Advisory Board was my first meeting with the art world in Oslo, as outside of just like going to museums and stuff. And what Praxis and PTAB has shown me is that. Uh, it's not that hospitable but as long as you have somebody who can lead you through it you can you know find your way into these almost kind of like exclusive um, environments and communities and that I think is maybe a little bit problematic because it needs to be more much more hospitable and I also do have a lot of friends who study like art history uh, at the University of Oslo and as I don't feel like and they don't either feel that they are that much integrated in the art world yet you know it's still kind of like this exclusive club almost uh and of course you can engage yourself you don't have to be engaged by someone else like i was with pita but you have to do a lot of effort and sometimes it can feel embarrassing or maybe even lonely to try and like join the art field without you know when it feels so exclusive you know I think uh, that's so well like you have to kind of be including people who feel like lonely in the art field showing hospitality can also make bridges to people who has really is really great in their profession as artists and then I mean young people young artists should be more including because they have a have a equal equal uh, ability in the art as well as a 50 year old man in the art world that's true i think i think hospitality means that a lot of these professionals a lot of these older artists and these who have like established you know their profession in the arts really have to change their way of working and thinking by really, you know, letting as more people come in and learn from them. Because sometimes it feels like some artists are afraid of, you know, opening up to the, to like other people because they're, it's almost like they're afraid that they will lose their job if they, you know, if they keep their, prof- like if they open too much about how they got where they are, you know, they feel like there's going to be too much um, competition or something. And I think that's, something we should like combat like an idea like that has to be like we have to reform a kind of idea like that i think because 
everybody can you know you should always share your kind of like secrets or just like your guidelines into the art world you should always be able to share them with people I agree on that because social class or wherever you came from is part of your identity and you're proud. You should be proud of your identity and not anyone take that from you and make it like a vulnerability in your art. You should separate that, your art or your work as an artist and your identity because it shouldn't matter. You should be an individual and I think, yeah, vulnerability is most of the reason people don't speak about who they are in identity as artists because people just don't uh, kind of don't take it for granted the art and just think about the vulnerabilities about this person, and that go get away to the con uh, artists or art quality. But you were talking about social class. Do you feel like maybe that um, social class impacts the way hospitality, or like hospitality within the art world functions? Like, for example, that there are just too many rich people who who simply don't care about, you know, sharing the art world together with other people. Do you feel like there is like a divide, like that social class has something to say about hospitality? Yes, I think that social class, I think there has something to say about hospitality because when social class maybe don't show hospitality to other different classes because they have shown vulnerability to their identity as other types of class, they just uh, don't consider them as uh, individual, they consider them as ghosts, they are arrogant. So they just are with their own club of social class. And if you don't fit into that category, you fall off. And yeah, it has something to do with social mobility too. They have, Social class has uh, just few steps and they have all the possibilities to go into the art world. Not They don't work as much at, as everyone else do. Right. I also think one really important aspect is that the art world is not a monolith you know it's not just one coherent being which like it's everything is the same but it's really like nuanced you have like not only do you have different artworks art types but you also have like classes and like social classes like we have in society we have poor people working people uh, rich people etc and this really also shows itself in the art world and i think you know we have to also know that that the art world is really big and it's not a monolith where everything is the same. It It is a lot of social classes and maybe we should rather, when we think about hospitality, we should not just think that the entirety of the art world should be open, like that the, it should be accessible to everyone at the same time, but rather maybe that that people should be able to approach it whenever they want to and then as long as somebody shows interest they should be able to be 100% or like completely engaged in it and yeah do you have examples of who can cultural institution or museums who can show interest and how I think um, 
I think a lot of uh, organizations, you know, such as Praxis PTAB and other kind of like, um, how do you say, grassroots almost organizations who yeah, like art. more, yeah, art organizations that work with people, you know, not only just with installations and stuff like this. Because PTAB works a lot with, uh, like Praxis works a lot with residencies and artists. And this is, you know, a way of really just working close with people and engaging and integrating them into the art world and on the other hand i think a lot of museums a lot of art galleries and stuff they aren't doing they're not doing enough to when they are you know they are the biggest and mightiest art institutions but they still aren't doing that much you know to do you think people, people in this uh, big national galleries and are the people who are over class and there are people who are holding art possibilities in their hands yeah i think so i think absolutely i think the directors of i mean say the national museum the national museum in oslo um the directors the curators all the you know art directors and professionals there they do have their own interests in mind most of the time and i think that's something that should we should work to improve that they should be more focused on actually not just making installations which you know will be like oh wow globally uh, acclaimed like people will say like oh my god this installation in oslo was amazing at the national museum but that they have that they don't just care care about international acclaim and success uh, uh, and budget and stuff like that but they also actually work with you know kind of how do you say integrating for example younger people or migrants or like people of color in in the community in the closed community to engage with the arts and be able to shape the museum also to the locals needs uh, and not just you know international needs do you think they work by guidelines and you know the the law mm. the cultural museums and the big guys yeah absolutely. but do, do they yeah. do follow that up to the limit like yeah I think I think this is kind of not necessarily just like a specific issue about like the National Museum but this is like an institutional issue that too many big museums or art organizations are just focusing too much on uh, on international success on uh, you know PR and 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 making history basically so not and, hospitality and yeah. like quality in art yeah and it seems often that they are more more care more about like international like yeah quantity over quality and not involving local local needs too much and that is a big issue i think because these museums and big art organizations could really they could really make a change by you know having active clubs and organizations for the youth or for migrants or pe people of color or you know groups that often are like have more difficulty to join in the art world. I think they don't follow the rules made by the culture department because there are those who are bigger guys over the national museums hmm. who makes those rules. So they are kind of breaking the law and not falling up to the best. They don't perform their best in those rules made by the law in the culture department. Well, the national museum is a national agency, so yeah. they can apply the rules as they want to but I think 
it's yeah but i agree i think i think maybe we should also have like loss in in that could improve the situation that's good to have loss in the organization or coach in the art institutions do you think we are going to make an end in the conclusion for this hospitality and group dynamic between young and artists and old artists and diversity has many yeah connections to right, each other yeah. absolutely and i think there's a lot to work on especially as i said from bigger institutions and um, i think we should really look at how different art practices have different approaches to youth you know to engaging youth or to engaging marginalized groups or just in in general being you know hospitable um i, I mean as i said the art field is not a monolith it's it it is the musical field the the visual arts field the the acting field etc and all of these have their own way of engaging people in different mediums but i think that especially the visual visual arts uh, sector really has to work uh, with engaging people more because um, often it cannot be hospitable enough hi my name is may i am 18 years old and i'm studying my last year of high school <laughs> Hi, my name is Ilwad. I'm 18 and I'm studying, I'm studying my last year in high school. We're going to talk about the word representation, what it means to us, the definition of it, and how, what role it plays in our group. May, well, how about you start about telling us the repre- what does representation mean to you? Uh, for me, it has two meanings. It can be when uh, I see representation of myself in TV, in media, or in books, or it could be representation uh, where you represent an organization or uh, something else. Um, to me, mostly when I think of the word representation, I think representation in like the media, TVs, etc., where you can like see yourself being represented out there in a kind of diversity way yeah, yeah in a yeah. diversity way yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's also uh, the biggest connection i have to the word representation uh, and it's also the reason i really love the word because i have a connection if in um, what's the word compared to every other word that we had a representation i actually have a connection to because i've uh, as a queer woman of color I don't have a lot of representation uh, who I can uh, who fits with me and who have all aspect, as aspects of me. Maybe I can find about a queer woman or maybe I can find about a woman of color, but it's very rarely I find a book that I really love to read uh, which actually had good representation about everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time either the most of the representation that's out there on the media it, it is like the representation that we want. And yeah. some of them create stereotypes yeah. and that kind of builds on it because the majority of the stuff, like, for instance, when when I'm Muslim, so when you think of representation of Muslim in the Western media, it's like bombing yeah. terrorists and stuff like that. And so, I mean, representation should be something not only represents you, but actually to be in a negative way. Mm. 
that's uh, also a lot of the problems I find representation that how they show uh, in the wrong way and it harms you more than it builds you up so maybe you see yourself but you see yourself in a bad way and now other people might interpret your uh, well uh, your group as in a negative method. way yeah and I do agree with you because um, most of the time like for instance when people like when you see representation in the media you see like um people people like they not not only they don't dress up like as a normal <laughs> queer people dress up yes. like they overdress um for instance they overdress femininely which like queer isn't just about dressing yeah. up it's 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 your sexuality and who you are you know so i feel like if there is supposed to be a presenta- representation of something it should either be done correctly yes instead of just creating all of these stereotypes that are negative to this group of people mm. the because the representation that i've had before have been really insecure about uh, my um what's the minority part of my identity Yes, and I worked really hard to actually be proud of them and to learn more about them because I was really ashamed of my culture so I didn't learn about it and now um, I'm really sad for myself because mm. I didn't learn it but I am taking uh, initiative to actually read about it to take part of it and to actually be a part of my culture yeah I feel like it's very important because it is who we are yes. and we want people to know us and to learn about us as the way we are and not some sort of over exaggerated way mm. Mm. i think that's why the word representation fits really well into our group mm. because uh, at the start of this uh, dialogue i talked about that we have representation in two ways the way we see in media where we see ourselves but also representation uh, where someone represents uh, a group or organization and uh, in our group pete uh, PTAB, PTAB, yeah. yes, uh, we have both of those because we are really diverse in a group. We have Norwegian people, we have Muslim people, we have a lot of women, a lot of men, we have queer people, we have Asian people, European, we have, we have yeah, a lot people, of people from different ethnic yes. groups, Ex- everything. Yeah, I have saying, and I feel like it's very important, especially when we are in our organization where we present, yes, and ex- like exchange our perspective in different stuff. It does bring a new picture into the conversation yeah that was also some of the requirements to join uh, PTA to be we have to be diverse we have to be uh, not all from the same place in Oslo but all but be different places we didn't mm. know each other and had different perspectives and the fact that we are diverse also shows uh, through our book and our experiences so we get to you get a test of our diversity yeah you get you do and this is uh, i feel like um we are we are pointing representation in the direct like the proper way mm. and the right direction that we want it to be proceed going on forward yeah i yeah. agree mm. and so as we can see may tip <laughs> um how would you like how do you feel you have done your representation in PTAB? I think I've done it. Uh, that's a weird question yeah. because what do you mean? How have I done my representation? <laughs> no, no, I'm, what, I'm just here. Well, what did you? What did you do to show representation for, like, for example, let's say queer, queer, queer people? Oh, 
probably just the way I interpret it because the way I very often interpret art can be queer like when I go to the National Museum uh, there were two studies of two women and I immediately thought these people are lesbians. Mm. <laughs> so very often when I just see art or something obviously I can relate it to myself and I think oh these are uh, the same as me mm. even though it doesn't explicitly say that <laughs> yeah I, I agree with you um, I don't know how I like how I um, present Larry, <laughs> uh, how I did the present representation for me. Um, but most of the time, I I don't feel lonely when I'm here, mm. and it's it's great some sort of uh, open space and yeah. uh, a safe space for really? every everything. And most of the time, when I think people are different, and, and then we start opening up and we start to, we start sharing, for instance, our perspectives and the way we view art and etc. And it, it somehow opens up and creates a safe space. Mm. And the way I wouldn't say it's ex- exactly a representation, but um, I feel like I have more and um, been in to make it feel like a safe space so that other people could represent themselves and be the representation that they want to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in our group, we are so many different people. And some would think that this would um, create a conflict or discussions or uh, just a bad mood. But honestly, I feel like it made everything just better because all of us have different... Uh, experiences and none of us are the same so we don't group in into Mm. one or two we all are one group because none of us have like oh you're the same as me so i just want to cling to you all of us are different and that's what brings us together because that's like the one thing we have uh, in common yeah that's true and that's why we that's what we want to show and present the world to the pizza members and um, we want to show you that no matter what you are where you come from or who you represent, we are all in this together. And yes. uh, we, this is a safe space where not only can you see yourself in art, but also have the same experience with us, yeah. with other people, not only yourself, but also learn to love other people. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and love yourself. <laughs> Those were the pairs. And here are the final two reflections. The circumstances that form the setting for an event, statement, or idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood, also known as context. Whenever I think about context within the art world, I always use context to understand the meaning of the artist's work. So an example from the my time at PTAB is um, Saeed Hassan, who made a Viking hat out of pizza cardboard. And I remember seeing it for the first time, finding it extremely fascinating for how someone would come up with something like that. I I was very interested because I understood the context of why or like what the meaning behind this was. Um, as someone who was born in Norway, I know the I know the history 
behind like Vikings and how that's a big part of Norwegian history. But now we can also see that Grandiosa Pizza is as well because it's so widely known and that it almost feels like it's a part of the culture. And the way Said used these different times to merge it together to one art piece was extremely fascinating in how um, he presented it at um, in Norway, um, made it, it gave context uh, because Norwegian people would understand it right away. Um, so just like that, I always use context whenever I look at a piece of art. When I think of the word context, I think of other words such as setting, the setting for which a circumstance or event happens. In in terms of art, I think about context as maybe an explanation, something that deepens the viewer's understanding of what something is or can be. Context can be very different depending on on the style, on the period, on the different circumstances that um, an artwork is made. But I think that context is an important part in the whole part of trying to get the viewer to deeply understand something or in a deeper way understand what the artist is trying to to convey or trying to show. Um, I think that context doesn't necessarily have to be viewed similarly by everyone, but I think that context can in some ways try to make a bridge between the artist and the observer or the um, audience. And I think that understanding context is also a part in understanding the artwork in a way but it doesn't necessarily have to be the the answer to how to understand something but just a way to to try to understand it differently or try to understand it more deeply if you want to know more and check out the book how do we know institutional listening and young agency in the arts please visit us at praxis.org or you can find us on social media at Praxis Uslo and Praxis Tab, respectively. Until next time. This is a Praxis podcast.